Hello and welcome to the Fields Church podcast. Today we have Steve Marriott talking to us about unboxing God. We really hope that you enjoy and are blessed by this message. I just want to say thank you to the band because they've covered a lot of what I was going to say in the lyrics. Thank you to Andrew because he's covered some of what I was going to say in the... So maybe we can keep this down to below two hours now so that'd be quite good. Um, I am a bit nervous standing up here. I've been... I've been Rehearsing this, um, planning, I rehearsed, rehearsed this in front of our rabbit, our pet rabbits, during the week. I had Pastor Richard quizzing me, and uh, the rabbits were listening as an audience. They weren't very attentive. I'm hoping I'll do better today. I they'd be all ears. They're all ears. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much, Andrew. <laughs> um, just before we start, uh, we mentioned Alpha. Uh, the reason I'm quite passionate about Alpha is uh, I came to faith through Alpha. Um, 20 years ago. Uh, it was just one of many steps. There was a lot of prayer went into it. I didn't realise how many people were praying for me, how many people were um, lifting me up in prayer and carrying me through it, and also lifting the course up. It, don't take it lightly. It's a very significant thing, the Alpha Course. It's brilliant, it's brilliant teaching. It's good fun. You eat a lot, generally. Unfortunately, we're doing it online this time, so it won't be... You have to find your own food. Um, but... It, it really is important, so please, can you pray and bring, bring people along? It's so important to come along with somebody. Just don't, don't send them off and say, oh, there's an alpha course, off you go. Go with them, come with them, learn as well, um, and then share those questions and things during the week. I really think it's, it's so valuable, which is why, this is why I was going to stand up here and say, am I qualified to stand up here and tell you anything about the Bible at all? Because um, I'm, only, I'm a Christian of 20 years, really, and I've only been looking at the Bible probably for 20 years. Um, I'm probably not in the human, but I believe in a God who's superhuman and he's qualified me to say this. It's his message, it's been keeping me awake. And so I hope there's something here in this box that will um, strike a chord with you. We don't come here to just listen to someone's opinion, we come here to change. We come here for something to, to happen. It's, a, it's an active activity. So if you're sitting there, you're getting bored, Feel free to get up and walk around. I won't be, I won't be upset if you want to challenge me. I'd rather you did that afterwards if that's all right, but we'll go with it. Um, so, uh, the reason that I started here and uh, parcels. I don't know about you. Do you like parcels? Anybody? I think the children, the children seem to have drifted a little bit now, but I was going to say, so are you one of these people that likes to leave the parcel on the side or are you one of these people that likes to, you know shake it or tap it, feel it. Are you, what, sort of, what sort of person are you? Uh, who, have we got, who's, who's the people that can't leave the parcel behind? Do they have to, have to find out what's in it? There's a few of those. What about the people that like to leave it because they sort of like that excitement of, yeah, yeah, we've got a few of those. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm one of those actually. I, I don't want to touch it knowing because you never know quite what type of, type of slippers they are. Um, so, when you give a gift to someone else, do you, you, do, do you like to see their face? Do you like to see what they have to say? Well, Jesus had something to say here. I don't know if you've got the slide there. He's, he said, um, you know, it is more blessed to give than receive. And I think we, we think about that, but why do you give? Why do you give a gift? I mean, some might do it maybe out of duty. Maybe you feel like you should. Some people maybe out of respect. Um, in a way of honouring somebody. Um, you might do it as a sort of an exchange. Well, they gave me a gift last Christmas. I better give them one 
this Christmas. So I think people do that with the Christmas cards as well, don't they? Um, but dare I say, it's, it's for love as well. You give a gift because you, you love somebody. Um, so today I'm going to talk about unboxing, unboxing God. So this, this thought came to me while I was receiving one of the many parcels we've had delivered over the last uh, year. I don't know about you, but we've had parcel delivery vans queuing up outside the house. Um, it's not because we're overtly um, rich in any way. It's just that we, we seem to not want to go out and the shops weren't open anyway. You had stuff delivered. And, and as I was looking at all these boxes, uh, God sort of put it on my mind that we, we, we still need... Yeah, we, 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 we put... This, sorry, there's, there's a lot of excitement you get from a, from a parcel. I get a lot of excitement from receiving a parcel, even if I've ordered it. Even if I know what's coming, I still get excited about it. But so often, I, I, you come back and the parcel's outside the door, there's little notes saying, you know, we left it around the corner with the neighbour, with the dog, whatever. And you, you the first thing, is, this, this particular parcel, this one um, has, um, was left outside my door. Um, it was up to me to go and get it. it was, I, didn't, I didn't order this one. It, it, it was free. Uh, it was sitting outside the door. But you have to open the door and, and bring in the parcel. Um, I, thought we'd, I thought we'd explore an unboxing. I don't know if any, anyone's watched an unboxing video on uh, YouTube or anything else like that. Has anyone, hands up, who's seen an unboxing video? A few, yeah. Does anyone know? There's a little guy called Ryan. He's nine now. He's been doing videos since he was four. Does anyone know about Ryan and Ryan's channel? Yeah. He's, um, he's in the top ten US uh, YouTube channels. Uh, and he's currently netted his parents. Um, any idea how much he's, he's earned them through YouTube? $30 million. Thirty. He's nine. Um, his mum's his agent, and they, he's got his own range of toys and stuff now as well. But he, all he does is open toys and says whether he likes them or not. He has uh, 50 billion views. <laughs> so, we're going to try. I don't quite, not, we don't quite get 50 billion views, but I'm going to get a few. <laughs> so, this, this box here has been delivered by uh, a company, I don't think I recognise it, it's called Amazing, Amazing Grace. Um, it looks, looks sort of familiar, but I'm not quite sure. Um, and the God that we believe is full of Amazing Grace. We talked about Amazing Grace earlier on. Um, I'm not sure whether you... We talk about grace a lot in church. It's one of those terms that... Oh, it's grace. It's through grace. So grace is an undeserved gift. It's an unmerited, unmerited gift. Unmerited favour, yeah. And so I, I didn't ask for this. It's come. It's been delivered to me. Um, so I thought, I'd, I thought I'd have a look on the top, see where it's come from. And it's got a label on it. Uh, you can see that. Um, and we can see a few things about this parcel but from the label, because sometimes you, if you don't know who it's come from, uh, we can see that this was sent to, well, you see who it's sent to. It's sent to my beloved child. Um, do you think I should have taken it in? Maybe it was for somebody else. <laughs> How many of us are challenged by, by that? My beloved child. Do you feel loved? Do you feel like a child of God? It's a, it's a challenge, isn't it? It's a challenge for a lot of people. Are you, are you worthy of the love of God? Does he love you? Did he create you? Or are you just an accident? Are you a mistake? Are you just meant to be around? So my, my beloved child. 
Um, I can see that this was sent um, in the beginning. This was actually sent in the beginning of time. Uh, it was put in place uh, long before I existed, it turns out. It was put in place and, and set off uh, while the, you know, the, the earth was formed. Um, we can see it's gone through a number of sorting offices, so it's not just come directly to me, it's, it's had to come through a whole bunch of sorting offices. It seems to come through you know, Jericho, Nineveh, Babylon, Bethlehem, Egypt, Galilee, Jerusalem, Crete, Rome, Philippi, Corinth, and it goes on. There's a, there's a huge list of places that this message, this box, has had to come from. Uh, it didn't come directly to me, it needed to go through a whole bunch of places. It's been, it, been travelling for a long time. Um, and now I can see who paid for it. It's been paid in full by Jesus. So it's, everything that's in this box, uh, I don't have to pay for it, it's free. It's a free gift. Should we have a look inside? Let me just check if I was supposed to do anything else before I turn over. <laughs> I've not really been following my notes now, I've got to be excited. Alright, yep, that's fine. And so, just like opening this, it's like opening, you know, do you ever get this flat pack furniture? You, you know, because there's actually, there's actually quite a lot of stuff in here. Um, it's, quite, it's quite a big box and it's got quite a lot of stuff in here. And do you ever get those flat packs and you've got to like find screw A and find little Allen key 7 and then find part B1 and B2, put them together. And so it's, it's often confusing when you've got a lot of gifts, a lot of, a lot of things that you've been given to know how to, how to use them all. But thankfully there's an instruction guide, there's an instruction book. Um, you, those instructions are vital, aren't they, when you're putting together your furniture. Uh, this one is, is quite a big one. It's, uh, I guess what's inside the box from, from um, Jesus, there's quite a lot there. So it takes a lot to understand it. Now, if you're like us in our family, we love flat pack furniture. We're, we're a family who love flat pack furniture. We fight over who gets to put the flat pack furniture together. <laughs> We actually met our nemesis when it came to my daughter's sliding door cupboard, which I think it took us three, three weeks to put together. It was enormous, and we put it together, then had to take the whole thing completely apart again and put it together a second time to try and get it to the doors to work. Um, even so, we still like, but we had to read the instructions and read the instructions and read the instructions, then we took it apart, put it together again, tried to understand it. This is very similar. The, the Bible, it's, I mean, it's, it says in the, in the, um, in the Bible, in, in itself, would you mind showing me the, the thing? All scripture is God-breathed, okay? So it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, yeah? So it's all, it's all great, but there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. And just as we were sort of following the story around, we need to understand the flow of the story. You, you, sort of, you can't just dip into it. You can't just look at page... Uh, you know, 127, and see uh, see something. You you sort of have to you have to um, read it again and again just to understand it and see how it goes together. So, can I recommend that you find your instruction manual if you are a Christian? Find your instruction manual and and look at it every day somehow somewhere. It doesn't have to be. Um, a, you know, Bible plans are great. Uh, you'll find lots of different translations. So, find one that works for you. They're all based on the original Hebrew or uh, Greek, but fi find one that works for you, that tells you the message. It's a great way to start, but then you have, if you have an electronic Bible, then I would suggest that you can then look at different versions, and that can really help too. So um, I've been doing a Bible study with 
uh, Steve at the back there, and we've been looking at Romans, and I've been really struggling with the start of Romans, so I've been having to read it in different translations to try and make some sense of it. I, can I suggest that that's a good way of doing it? Have a look, read something, but maybe if you're challenged by something, then look at it in a different translation and talk to other people. Talk to other people. Um, so I've got this instruction manual, this is great, and I've now, I can now learn about teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training, but there's a reason for this, and the reason's on the next, cha- next verse, on verse 17, which says, oh, go back. So, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Every good work. We've got a job to do. These gifts aren't just for us. They're, they're for us to do good works. Um, this will help us understand what, what we've got to do and how to do it. But it's not a passive, it's not a passive thing. We, we need to be active in our faith. So I'm going to have a look at the, at the first thing in here. Um, it's... Um, Hand soap. Has anyone seen any hand soap in the last year? <laughs> Has anyone seen too much hand soap in the last year? Yes. You've washed your hands a bit. Thank you, Andrew. Um, so, I think we've, we've all learned the importance of hand hygiene more than ever, ever, ever. Um, I've actually... Um, I found that there's the soap, I don't know if you've watched the videos, but, but people washing their hands and how much gets left behind, how, how hard you have to scrub. How, um, so one of the things that we're told to be, to be in this instruction book is um, holy, clean before God. Well, I don't know about you, but you can wash your hands as much as you like with this soap. You'll get them quite clean. You'll never get them, quite, you'll never get them perfectly clean. Um, how, do you approach, how do you approach God if you, if you can't, be clean. I mean, how many of us come with baggage? How many of us come with uh, sin, things that we've done wrong in the past, things that we think wrongly now, today, things that we do wrongly, things that we know aren't God's will for us? They're, they're in this, and they're given um, bad press in the instruction book. Um, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it actually um, it goes on to say, uh, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through, through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's um, actually not the Amplified, sorry, I got the wrong, I got the wrong thing up there. But uh, we are never going to be clean enough. We're never going to be able to wash our hands clean enough. We're never going to have, we're never going to be spotless uh, in front of, of God. However, that doesn't matter. What we need to do is look to God. God himself will sanctify you. He will actually make you clean. He will actually cover your sin. That's what Jesus came to do. We need to listen to him and remember you, it's never too late. You've never gone too far. Jesus was, used to go and eat with sinners. He used, to, he used to go to the people that weren't socially acceptable. He touched the lepers. Nobody was too dirty for him when he was physically on this planet. And the same goes for you. There's nothing you've done in the past that's too bad. You've seen those church signs, haven't you? You're not um, too, too bad, or you're not too good to stay away, no, to stay away, not too, good to, not too bad to come in or something. I can't, I can't, yeah. You're always accepted in church, and church is for you. Um, we, do this, um, we do an actual uh, physical 
demonstration of his cleanliness uh, in terms of a baptism when we come to faith. Um, and Diddley, I know she's not here today, but she's getting baptised in September and she's going to go into water and people are going to pray over her and she's going to come out of the water. But it's symbolic of what's happened. She's been cleansed through and through. But it's not going to make her clean. The cleanliness happened when she gave her life. One Easter while she was listening to Pastor Richard. That's, that's how... That's how she was clean. But the but baptism will illustrate that, that cleanliness. We should all remember that we are clean in Jesus Christ. And we will make mistakes. We will sin. We will do the wrong thing. We are human. We are actually created in God's image. But that's all right. We just need to remember why, where, where our sanctification comes from. Just keep looking back towards God. Just keep looking back towards Jesus. Um, I'm going to look at the next thing in the box now. Let's have a little look around. We've got oh, a, a bottle of water. Well, water's very good, isn't it? I mean, this is, this is a lifesaver. Literally, this can be a lifesaver, isn't it? You can't go for very long uh, without water. Um, Jesus talks a lot about water. There's a lot about it mentioned in the Bible. Um, there's particularly... Um, it's interesting to think that 60% 60, 60 of our bodies is made up of water. It's a very important uh, aspect of our bodies, and 70% of the Earth's surface is covered in water. And going back to Andrew's point earlier on, what an amazing planet we have with an ecosystem there water you know, evaporates from the, from the ocean that you can't drink uh, and then it rains down on the earth as clear water. It's filtered by a natural, beautiful process. Um, and there's enough water, you know. Um, unfortunately, it's not necessarily in the right places, but I'm sure God's got a plan for that. We've managed to um, keep our people watered all these years. Spiritually, we need water too. So Jesus talks about living water uh, and in... Uh, John 14, uh, we have, um, Jesus is talking to a lady at a well. I'm not going to do the story of the lady in the well, but it's a great, it's a great chapter. It's really, really worth looking at in John 14. If you're making notes, um, John 14 is a great place to look. John 4, sorry, John 4. Um, what I would say is uh, that the lady is a sinner. You know, she's come out at the, at the wrong time of day trying to avoid everybody else. She's got... Um, uh, had many husbands and all the rest of it and Jesus talks to her she's also a Samaritan he's not really supposed to socialise with her so back to the cleanliness he, he didn't see anything wrong with her and he he says uh, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again that's the actual water from a well but whoever drinks the water that I give him will never be thirsty again uh, and he goes on in John 7 to explain the water a little bit more he says um on the last and greatest days of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of flowing water will flow from, them, from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, this is the Holy Spirit, whom, these, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up until that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. You have living water inside you. It's the Holy Spirit. It's... It's power, it's life, uh, it's energy, um, it's not magic, it's the Holy Spirit, it's from God. It's a gift, it's a gift for you and it's for others too. It's not just for you. If you look at the gifts, you know, the gift of prophecy, well it's no good prophesying to yourself, oh yes, well, well done, that's what's going to happen tomorrow, oh, oh, thanks for me. Um, it's it's uh, for healing, it's for... Um, 
speaking in tongues to, to um, give worship to God. Even that's to give worship to God. These gifts are not for you, they're for others as well. Uh, in fact, in, in Matthew 10, he's, he even, uh, Jesus says, you know, we should even give a cup of water to the needy. We are supposed to serve, we're supposed to do and not just be. Um, I'm going to go on to the next thing now. Let's have a little look in here. Ah, here's a 2021 calendar. Did your 2020 look a bit like this? I think mine did. Did anyone have any plans for 2020? Little things like, I don't know, weddings or holidays or going to work. Um, so it makes you wonder why God, why's God given me, he's torn up my plans. He's torn up my plans. Um, but we know that God's a God who likes to bless us, don't we? He's our Father in heaven, he loves us and he's the only one the best for us. So, um, and we all know, I mean, have you all heard of the, the verse in Jeremiah 29, 11? Can anyone uh, do that oh, without it coming up on the board? Can anyone re- <laughs> So he, he says, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, uh, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So if he's going to give us a hope and a future and he's got plans, why has he torn up my plans? Um, well, because they're my plans. And my plans don't always align with God's plans. Now, I don't necessarily understand his plans, because sometimes things I think are the right thing to do don't seem to happen. And things that are wrong, things that I didn't plan for, turn out really well. Um, What I can say is that it it is definitely his plans. If you look at it, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. It's, it's, It's the Lord's plans. If we can align ourselves with the Lord, if we can think of him, uh, and remember that we're here with a purpose. We're here t- to look after um, God's people. We're here to, to reach out to others. But his plans are, are going are to prevail. Unless you feel that you're better than God. Or unless you feel that you've got more control. Or unless you think you're cleverer than the being that created the universe. You know, because if you start challenging God's plans, you're actually starting to challenge who God is, you know, God is, is mighty. Um, I challenge, it's, it's, a, it's a big challenge for me because, you know, um, where, do, where do we go when the right thing doesn't seem to happen and the wrong thing seems to be happening? But I hear testimony after testimony of, of things where unplanned becomes a great, a great thing. All good comes out of evil. I, I can't say all evil's from God but God can use evil for good. Um, in Proverbs 16.9, he, he sort of just clarifies this in Proverbs, with you know, a man's, a man's heart, heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. By all means, speak to God. Ask him for what you'd like to do. Tell him what your plans are. Show him what you'd like to achieve. But be okay if he wants to tear up your plans and send you somewhere else. You know, your mission to Africa suddenly becomes your mission to Chigwell or your, um, you know, that huge sum of money you were going to donate suddenly becomes a much lesser sum of money that you've now got to just use to feed your family. There'd be a reason. Let's have another look. Aha. 
We've got a pair. A pair of sandals. And not surprisingly, the, the God of the universe, the God who created me, knows that I'm a size nine, so I've got the right size. That's handy. Uh, and the God who knows every hair on my head and can count it, um, that's, that's fine too. That wasn't supposed to be funny, but it turns out it was comedic. <laughs> so, yeah, sandals. Um, in Romans 10:14, uh, we're told that how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it written, how as it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news? Now I didn't wear the sandals today because maybe my feet don't look so beautiful. However, it's not the beauty of the feet; it's the beauty of the task that they're doing. They're carrying you to other people. Can I suggest that we're all asked to go and speak to people? Um, we're not just to, we don't just leave it to Pastor Richard and Pastor Esther or Andrew. We don't just leave it to one or two people. It's, it's all our tasks to go and speak to people. I just want to do the previous verse of this one as well. In verse 14, he says, How then can, the, can, we, can they call on the one they have not believed in? See, what, why, would people, why would people want to know about this instruction book to life, which makes things a lot clearer? Why would you want that? If, if things seem to be going all right? Or, well, they're not going well, but, you know we're getting by, or, or whatever. You've got a message um, of life for people, but they won't call on it because they won't know. So how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? We're in a largely unchurched nation now. The children at school are not being taught. Um, arguably, I was taught at school and I didn't learn. Uh, they're not taught by people that are passionate about what they're saying. Um, uh, it's a big generalisation. Uh, clearly, there are lots of Christian teachers out there. Um, there are limitations on what they can say. Um, the parents maybe are, don't know enough facts to help the children. We've got a task. If you, if you know this book, even briefly, even in a light translation, even you've just read John, that's enough. Go and, go and tell somebody about John. Go and tell somebody about the difference it's made to you. Your story is also a testimony. Um, and if you're going to take the, the... You need to take the gospel, which is the good news, to others. Uh, we don't have to stand up in a barn full of people. That's weird. We just want to you know, go out. And the best place is with your family, with your friends, with your colleagues, or with your you know, um, fellow students, with your fellow workers, wherever you happen to be. Wherever you are, that's the place to be. That's the place to speak to people. Because you're there for a reason. You're there together. Let's have another look, see what else we've got in here. Well, we've got, um, we've got a torch. Well, it's a light. And um, I expect most of you guessed that was probably coming. So, the Bible tells us that God is light. And in 1 John 5, uh, and also in um, Ephesians 5, he goes on to say, once you were darkness, or you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists of all goodness, righteousness and truth. We're supposed to shine the light. A, a torch left in a dark room is useless unless you turn it on. A to a, what's, what's the point? If I take the batteries out of this, it, it, it's, it's of no value. It's, it's a, just a thing, something to trip over in a dark room. Um, if you're in a dark place 
where better to shine the light? Unfortunately, that means, as Christians, we probably end up having to go into dark places. Uh, dark places. It might not be, I mean, because of where we're living, it's probably not going to be a, a slum. But the dark place could easily be, you know, someone's pain and hardship as they're going through their sickness or um, somebody's uh, financial loss or whatever it is. Why don't, why don't you, that's the place to shine the light. The light works best in the darkness. We sung about the shadows earlier on. Sh shadows go, you only have a shadow when there's light. You can't see the shadow, otherwise it just looks like everything else. It just looks like dim. Shine your light. Shine your light. Um, we're almost there now. You'll be pleased to know. Answer to somebody's prayers, I'm sure. Okay. I heard a groan from the front here. That's not, that's not the most favourite item to come out of the box. So, what do you think these refer to? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sure you, a lot of you heard about the Last Supper, and, and maybe if you haven't, there was, a, there was a very famous meal Jesus had with his disciples. Um, it's called his Last Supper because uh, he went on from there to be captured, crucified, and uh, buried, and then to rise again. He was there with his disciples. It was his last chance to be with them. Put, put yourself in that picture. You're, in, you're having a meal with your favourite... You're, you're, well, they're with, they're with their, their teacher. The teacher's with his pupils that have been with him for three years. They're, they're all close together. They've just had dinner, and they're all starting to grumble about who's the most powerful and where's the energy and all that sort of stuff. And then Jesus just gets up and he washes their feet. It, he, he had very limited time on the earth. One of his last signs, he, he, he washed their feet. He didn't do a miracle, he didn't, he didn't pray for divine water to come down from heaven. He actually got up and, and washed their feet. Now, in that culture, you'd have been walking in sandals and your feet would have got dirty when you walk in places. So, the first thing you tend to do when you enter someone's house was to wash your feet so you didn't bring in the dirt and also so your feet didn't look embarrassingly dirty when you were having dinner, particularly if you are lying down at dinner because they used to recline at the table, they didn't have chairs. So, with that in mind, why did Jesus get up and wash the clean feet of disciples? Because they would have already had their feet cleaned to sit down at the table. And the answer is, is clearly to make a point of serving. Jesus wanted them to know you've got to do the menial tasks. This was a task, the task of cleaning, cleaning the feet was given to the servants, generally, or certainly not the head of the household. You would sometimes give it for the people to do themselves if you were not such a, a rich household. But Jesus is saying to us, we're supposed to get our hands dirty, everybody. Which, do you know what? This is a serving church. We came here today, there's the cars, it was, we got here at half past eight and there was, there was quite a lot of cars around here already for the team. People were setting up, toilets were already being cleaned, thank you. The um, band was already set up, thank you. The vision was getting set up, thank you. The barn, was, we, we've set that up, Andrew's already moved out all the tractors and everything, thank you Andrew. The, so much happened, you know, the whole team came. And they worked hard this morning. We put signs up, we put, we've cleaned out, we've got the urn full of water, carried it down the track. We're in a barn. We're not in a, we're not in a church building. 
People work really hard today. And people work hard every time, every day. But we're called to serve in church, which is great. We're also called to church, serve outside of church too. We're called to serve in our community, we're serve our families, uh, we're called to serve wherever we go. In fact, um, in Galatians 5.13, it says, uh, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. That's amazing, isn't it? We're free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this command. Love your neighbour as yourself. I've always had a problem with this particular verse, actually. Love your neighbour as yourself. Um, not because I don't love my neighbour, but because I think people, going back to my beloved child, you have to love yourself. And you have to love yourself because Jesus made you, and he made you specially. He made you specially for today, for this place, for now. He made you to reach others. He made you to do great things. You're not too old. You're not too young. You're not unqualified. You're qualified by Jesus. We're all unqualified. You're qualified by Jesus to do great works that he's prepared in advance for you to do. You don't have to do great things. You don't have to all start a church. You don't have to all stand at the front and preach. The best um, evangelists, the best people that go out are the ones that I've seen just talking to people in the street. Um, and, we, and we do it not because we feel we must, but because we love the people we're serving. Parents willingly change their children's nappies. I'm looking around, there's probably a few, mm, well, but you don't leave your child in a dirty nappy. It's not because you love dirty nappies. It's because you love the child. We don't, we, we, love this, we love the people because God made the people. Um, we've got one more thing in here. One more thing. I don't know if you can see that. Hopefully you can see it on the screen. The battery. So, what does this do? Any answers? Power. So I could leave it here and it would do some power, would it? I'll leave it there and it's going to power. We'll wait for it to do some power, shall we? You've got to connect it. Okay, yeah, so it's potential. Inside each of you is loads of potential. You're full of potential. You can do great things. Actually, chemically, you're full of potential too. I'm sure um, Amelia would probably tell you. I think there's enough chemicals inside you. You can actually blow yourself up. But anyway, <laughs> another, another, another great thing of God. You know, he's created this amazing chemical compound. That's the, 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 you know, the chemical composition of our bodies is amazing. Some of the chemicals we've got in ourselves are, are like dangerous. <laughs> But they're perfect combinations and perfect amounts. So yes, you're full of potential. You can change the world. James, you can change the world. Your singing could certainly change the world. You know, Mark, the, the students you're teaching, you can change, change the world. Um, Alida, you're, you're talking about bringing someone to Alpha. That could change somebody's life. That could change their family's life. That could change their grandchildren's lives. That could change a whole community. But you've got to connect it. It's no good. It's no good just as a battery. We've all got this potential. If you actually leave this on a shelf, I don't know, they've always got a shelf life on them. I'm not going to tell you what this one is because it's a bit old. I think I got it from my man drawer. <laughs> I think it was second hand from something else. So, yeah, it's, it's even rusty on the top. We won't go there. So, yeah, if you just leave it, it's going it's gonna, to it's slowly lose its power. It's got a chemical in it, it will slowly lose power. You don't want that. You want to use this energy. Um, and 
There's a great verse in Ephesians 3.20. Those of you that know Pastor Esther will know that this is her favourite her favorite verse. How, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Thankfully, we don't have to rely on our own strength. We don't have to rely on our own power. We've got the Holy Spirit. Remember that we talked about the Holy Spirit earlier on. We've got the Holy Spirit living inside us. Um, and we've got God behind us. You can do all things. All things. Nothing's impossible. Um, there's two problems there. One is you don't, you've got to believe it. So you've got to have faith. But, and, and then you've... Not only you've got to believe it, you've got to do it. It's no good saying, tomorrow I'm going to preach to somebody or tomorrow I'm going to speak to my neighbour and then don't do it. It's always tomorrow never comes. You've got to take the, sh take the battery off the sh shelf, plug it in. Um, if you have these rechargeable batteries, they're even better. They're even a better analogy because, you know, you've got, you've got to keep topping it up and you top that up through the Holy Spirit, through God. You've got to connect it to God. So, there could have been so much more in this box. It's empty now, I'm afraid. Uh, I was going to put in a thank you card. You know, thank you for, to, to God for all he's done. We should be thankful. We should be thankful to everybody. We should thank these people that have helped serve today. We should thank our, our God for, for giving his life, coming down to the earth to give his life. Um, I was going to put an anchor in here, probably a, a small one, um, to signify that you know, you're, you're fixed, you're rooted, you're held. You're going to withhold a storm. So when the storms come, uh, Jesus doesn't say you won't have any storms. He says you will have storms, but you'll be anchored to him. I was going to put a mirror in there. You're made in God's image. You've got to believe that. You've got to believe you're beautiful. Because we sung, you're beautiful earlier on. You're beautiful. You're created. These are amazing chemical things. You're, you're created with an amazing personality. You're created with a voice, with um, thoughts and, and ideas. Use those. I was going to put a tambourine in here because we're called to worship. Rejoice at all times. Even when it's not so good. Even when it's not so happy. I, I love... I love, I've heard so many testimonies of people coming into church not feeling like it. Don't let your feelings drive how you, what you do. Come into church anyway. Come to church on the bad days. That's the days you want to come to church. Come to church and remember why, why you're here. Remember God created you. And there was going to be more. There was going to be more. So just to sort of bring it to some sort of conclusion. We've got six sides on a box. Um... And six points. You're a child of God, number one. Don't, you, you're so loved by God. He, he sent his son to die for you, not just for me, but for you as well. Um, and it, we said earlier on, I think Andrew mentioned it, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not, you're not created as a mistake. You're, you're part of a plan. And the plan is to tell the world. You're, you're here uh, through love as a gift of love. Uh, you, you, you're here to love others in, in the same way God loved you. Remember what he says about you. When the world tells you other things, you're a child of God. Don't listen to the, what they say on Facebook. Don't listen to what they say on Twitter. Um, point two, you're spotless. So you can be clean before God. He doesn't ask for payment and nothing in return. You don't earn this love. It's all gifts. It's all free. It's free to you. There's only one thing you have to do, and that's to ask for them. Um, 
Point number three, you're free. And that's what this, this says. The Bible's the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Freedom's an interesting thing. Um, you can be as, we live in a free country. Uh, but are you really free? We are often, we're, we're prisoners of our own minds even. Our, our, our minds tell us that we're not qualified, that we're not suitable, that we're not children. We're not free from our um, cravings and addictions. We're, we're not free from our love of maybe the wrong things. And Paul talks a lot about that in, in one of these instruction book manuals. Um, it, this is a manual for life. Study it. It's really important. N never to take this for granted. Find, find one that works for you. Enjoy it. Savour it. I've just read Acts. Oh, it's a great book. Romans was hard. Acts was great. But I still read it. I still learned. I st you have to study harder when it's harder. But it doesn't stop you studying. Um, point number four, you're powerful. So you can do all things. Um, because you have the power of a living God inside you. Um, but don't forget to stay connected. And don't forget to use the power you've got. If someone says, you know, I'm hurt, it's, it's much better to pray for them than to say, oh, that's not good. Uh, number five, not such a nice one, this one. You're a servant. Uh, the gifts are there to benefit others, not just you. So um, the money you have is not yours, it's a gift. The voice you have is not yours, it's a gift. The talents you have are not yours, they're a gift. The Holy Spirit in you, well, I don't think it's yours, it's a gift. I mean, it's for you as well. All these things are for you. Uh, enjoy them, because we should enjoy the fruit that God provides us. We should enjoy the gifts. Uh, we should ask for the gifts. But be careful what you ask for. What do they say? Um, well, anyway, be careful what you ask for, because you might get them, and then you might have to use them. Uh, they're all to be used to love and help others. And the fourth one, you are commissioned. You have a mission. Uh, you've got to go and tell others to save others. Uh, we have been co-missioned. We've both we've got a mission together. We don't have to do it on your own. This is brilliant. We've got a family here. The family can support you. Call out. Join the life group. The life groups are brilliant. There's a place to collaborate and communicate. You can talk to each other. You can, you can agree. You can pray over things. You can call out when things are going tough. You don't have to do this alone. You've got God with you. We're on a mission with God as well. For those of us like the Blues Brothers, you know, we're on a mission from God. Um, but we need to get walking in the sandals. It's no good staying at home and saying, yes, I will do a mission. You got, you got, your mission is where you are. Um, go out and just, just tell people the good news. Uh, we're told to go out and baptise, heal the sick, raise the dead, part the waters, and even put on the rubber gloves if we have to. So why don't we just do that? Um, in fact, in, in Matthew 28, I don't think I've got this up there, but in Matthew 28 we have the Great Commission, and he says in verse 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So Jesus had all authority, everything. Therefore, he said to us, to the disciples, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age.
Yes, so at the centre of all this is love. Um, when I was putting this message together, love and service came out, and I couldn't, I couldn't stop them. I, I didn't actually intend to talk about service as such, but serving, uh, as I studied this and just came up, and now many of you know I've got a servant heart in turn for the church. I love this church. Uh, and um, it was quite weird that that came up on the last slide. I, I hadn't really intended it, and it just sort of almost typed it without, without thinking. I feel, I feel blessed that I could have a chance to share this with you. Um, serving is so important. Um, I'm not going to plead for people to help serve. It's a joy. It's a joy to work with it as part of a team. Um, it's part of another family, another part of a family. I, I would say get connected in some way and serve. Help somebody in whatever way. Whatever way. Um, have you noticed when, when I was doing this talk, um, we never took God out of the box. God was never in the box. God's, God's not in the box. He's too, he's too, he's too, he's too all-encompassing for that. What we tend to do, though, some of us, is we put God in the box, in our minds. God wouldn't be interested in that. God wouldn't want me to have a parking space. That's not important enough to tell him. Oh, the doctors have told me I can't survive. Um... As, as God's not going to be able to deal with that. You know, whatever it might be. We, we put him in our box. It's our minds that have got the, have got the box. We're in the box. We put, we put ourselves in the box. Um, we, we think our addiction's too strong. We think God loves other people more, maybe. We don't think we're worthy of God's love. Um, it's all wrong. God was never in the box. God's here now. He's a living God. Anyone who's here, I hope has a testimony. Andrew says, has anyone got a testimony to share today? Everybody's got a testimony. If you believe in God, you've seen God work in your life. Um, if you haven't seen God, maybe you've, maybe you've had this box delivered outside your house and it said to my beloved child, you didn't think it was for you. Maybe, maybe you just don't know that's that God that I'm talking about, the one I met on Alpha the one that changes things. And then I look back and I see how God was working in my life even before I was born again, before I had made a commitment. I, I look at the amazing things he's done. I look at the tragedy in my life as well and I think, where was God in that? But I never think I'm without God. I never think that. And I think, I see that, that, that love the love we sung about in those songs this morning. The love is there. And it's very real. As uh, James started singing this morning, I was, I was sitting here before, while they were rehearsing. I just felt the Holy Spirit just wash over me. It was brilliant. I needed that confidence because I was feeling nervous. I'm sure you are too. But I'm going to bring it to a close in a minute. Um, it's a joy and it's very special. If you haven't experienced that before, if you haven't brought this box in, if you're not really sure, then I've got a prayer that I'd be prepared to say for you. Um, I'd like to do it now, if that's all right. Um, so perhaps if, if everybody could bow their heads. And if you feel like you want to say this out loud, that's very welcome. If not, then say it quietly in your heart. It's, it's only God you've got to talk to. People, people are just people. We're not special. Um, so I'm going to say a prayer. Yeah, do say it after me if you, if you feel that you'd like to get to know God more. Also, if you'd like to learn more about God, then Alpha is a great place to come. So 
Here we go, if we can pray. Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. Please forgive me. I now turn from everything that I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on the cross for me so that I should be forgiven and set free. Thank you that you offer me forgiveness and the gift of your spirit. I now receive that gift. Please come into my life by your Holy Spirit to be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. These are all my random thoughts. This has been on my heart for a long time. Um, I hope it meant something to you. I hope one of those items at least made something to you. If you want to talk more about it, that's absolutely fine. I'm happy. Um, I think the service has come to an end now. So if there will be tea and coffee uh, available in the grain barn out there. I'm just going to pray over this group before we go, if that's all right. So Father God, I thank you for this barn. Thank you, Lord, that church is where you are, not where we are. Thank you, Lord, that Andrew was generously let us use his farm. And thank you that we can meet together. I pray, Lord, your safety on everybody here. I pray, Lord, your protection over everybody here. I pray, Lord, your empowerment over everybody here. I pray, Lord, your divine intervention on everybody here's plans this week. I, I actually pray, Lord, you'll tear up their plans, but replace them with better plans, with plans that will prosper them and will uh, take them beyond their wildest imagination, Lord, because it's, it's, nothing is impossible with you. So thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We pray, Lord, your blessing on this group until we meet again in your name. Amen. Thank you so much once again for joining us here at Fields Church. We really hope you were blessed by that message. If you need any more information, want to get in contact or have any prayer requests, please visit our website at fieldschurch.uk or email us at hello at fieldschurch.uk.